I was out for a run earlier today and something crossed my mind and I thought, oh, that would be a cool podcast topic. It is the worst concert that KDWB ever promoted, at least in the time since I've been there. There might have been some other ones, but this one bombed. It was terrible. And we'll cover that this week, along with some other little tidbits on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Let's get started right now. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. Uh, It's me, Dave, doing the podcast on Sunday afternoon, a very special day, because little Ava, Allison's daughter, visited here at the house for the very first time. And I got to tell you, there's probably nothing more boring than hearing other people talk about their kids or their grandkids or babies, but I'll just spend a little bit of time on it with a couple of quick little observations. First of all, she's only about not even two weeks old, maybe 10 days old and 12 days old, and we saw her for the last time two days after she was born. And she's already, I mean, my gosh, they change so quickly. If you've ever had a baby, you know this. In 10 days, she's now alert, opens her eyes, moves her eyes around, and moves her arms a little bit more deliberately, where she didn't really move them at all last time. And she'll turn towards sounds, and I turned, I played my ukulele for her. Her name's little Ava. And uh, play the ukulele, which I've pledged to Allison I'm going to do. Our song is going to be You Are My Sunshine. And I played it for very softly once. And she turned toward me. Now, I don't know whether it was just a coincidence or what, but I will go ahead and take that one as a victory. Uh, we got pictures with her. Uh, you can see pictures on my social media if you want to, Dave Ryan, KDWB, on Instagram or on my blog page, which is up there too. Uh, then we took her out for a walk. And even Carson, let me tell you something about Carson. He loves animals and he loves babies. Um, if there is an animal like a little a, a rabbit or he goes into a pet store, which I know pet stores are bad, that's not the point, he'll see a dog and be like, Dad, can I hold that dog? Yes. And um, so he loves animals, loves babies. So we took her out for a walk in her little stroller and Uncle Carson wanted to get the first push. So we did. We walked her around the neighborhood for about a half a mile and it was a just very sweet little family moment. At this very moment, if I were to look out on the driveway, there's a bush in the way, but I could see Susan, my wife, Allison, my daughter, Ava, and the neighbor from across the street all fussing over the baby. So it's just a really cool time. Uh, so we have really uh, enjoyed that. And I hope if you have a baby or having a baby sometime soon, you have, of course you will. Why wouldn't you? The same joy. Maybe you're going to be a mom pretty soon. Maybe you're going to be a dad pretty soon. Or may, I know there's a lot of people who have little kids that listen to the podcast. And you know what? I mean, they're just so great. I just, being a father was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, and uh, being a grandfather, which is really freaking weird, um, is really extra special in a different sort of way. It's good that it's somebody else's responsibility to make sure that they're fed and clothed and cared for. And we just get to look at them and play with them and have good times with them. So we're going to take her off of Allison's hands for a little bit. And her and Carson are going to go down to get a bubble tea at the dog park, which is a great little hot dog place and bubble tea place here in Chanhassen. All right. So i got a couple of other things to get to before I get to the worst concert in the history of KWB, which is quite the story. I'll cover that in a second. Um, uh, I ran three miles today. Why do you care? Well, I'm training for the Twin Cities... Um, 10-miler, 
which is of course a virtual run and it comes up anytime in October, you're supposed to go out and run your 10 miles. And let me tell you, I've tried running just three miles, which is a good beginner number uh, in the last couple of weeks and I couldn't do it. So today I went out determined that I was gonna run the entire thing. And let me tell you, I slowed down a lot. It was the slowest three miles I've ever run probably in my life, but I was determined to do it all the way through without quitting and I did. The only thing about exercise I can tell you, and I think it goes back to my book, and I think it is in my book, um, you gotta find an exercise that you like. And a lot of people join a gym and they don't go. And I think the reason why is because there's nothing at the gym that they like to do. It's not fun for a lot of people to get on the elliptical. It's not fun for a lot of people to get on the treadmill and lift weights. And uh, you know, it's just not enjoyable. So they end up going twice. They don't find any joy in it. And so they don't go anymore. So my thing is always find an exercise that you love enough that you will do regularly. For me, it's running. And let me tell you, I've slacked off a lot, but I used to run, I don't know, hundreds of miles a year. I used to keep a running journal and I would tally it up and I'd run like 28 miles a week, sometimes 40 miles a week. And uh, because I loved doing it. And a lot of people are like, I hate running. Two thoughts on that. Number one, running is not for everyone. Number two, if you've tried running and you hate it, here's probably what you did. You put on a pair of shorts, you put on a shirt that's good to run in, you put on some shoes that you can run in, and off you went. And about five minutes later, you're winded and you're tired and you hate it and you go, I hate running, it's not for me. It's because you launched into it way too fast. I did the same thing when I was younger. I wanted to lose some weight, so I started running. And uh, actually, you know what, I'll tell you a secret. I was losing my hair or thought I was, and I read somewhere that exercise will keep you from losing your hair. <laughs> I was like 22 or 23 years old. So I started running and I put on my sweatpants and my sweatshirt, went out early in the morning and I ran until I got tired and then I quit and then I said, fuck this, running is not for me. So if you're gonna run, you gotta start it the right way. But if running's not for you, hey, keep looking until you find that exercise that you like. Maybe it's riding a bike. That's a good one to get into. Anybody can ride a bike and you can either ride it casually or you can be serious. We went on a trail yesterday. Uh, we, we drove the, car, the bike out to Victoria, rode about six miles into Excelsior, had lunch and rode back. And we rode very leisurely. There's a trail and it's perfect. But then people would pass us, they'd say, on your left. And somebody would race by going literally twice as fast as we were or more. And they had the Lycra bike pants on and they got the right form and they're just, they're just amazing. It's really, it's very impressive. Those are the people who really got into it. Uh, there's tennis, there's um, uh, yoga, there's Pilates, there's lots of exercises, but keep looking until you find one that you like. Because let me tell you, one thing that I want to make sure I do is live a long time if I can, if I have anything to say about it, I want to be as healthy as I can so I can be around to see Ava grow up and other kids grow up and Allison and Carson's lives change as they get older and um, uh, I don't want to be a burden on them. I don't want to be the grandpa that is, you know, hey, listen, sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes nature and the world intervenes and something happens and you end up in a wheelchair. That's not the point. Um, uh, but I don't want to purposefully be unhealthy and have my kids have to look at me because I made bad choices. And I quit smoking probably 20 years or so ago. And the reason I quit smoking was because I was at Mall of America. Allison was about seven or eight years old. And I saw a girl 
probably about 10 or 12, pushing someone, either her dad or her grandpa, around in a wheelchair. And they weren't that old, but they had a green oxygen bottle on their lap. Now, this is not to diminish them. This was an eye-opener for me to say, I will not smoke and make the purposeful choice to smoke and then have my kids happen to suffer from that. So all these years later, I can still keep up with my kids pretty well. And I'm pretty happy about that. Three years ago, we went hiking in the mountains in New Mexico with the Boy Scouts. And uh, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to keep up. I was not the fastest member of the group, but I did just fine. So anyway, keep yourself healthy. Let's move on to what we encountered when we were in Excelsior. And I think there's something in this too, because you know me, I overanalyze every situation and say, what can we learn from this? We were at a place called The Suburban in Excelsior, and it's a great place with little pizzas and hot dogs and their amazing burgers. Love The Suburban right there in downtown Excelsior, which was packed yesterday, the whole town was. And we sat outside and we, there was a table next to us of four guys who were probably 20, 22-ish, right around there. And they were talking really loud. First of all, they're talking really loud. And it's like, dude, yeah, fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck, what a bunch of shit. That's a bunch of fucking shit. Fuck you. Fuck that. Oh, that's a fucking nightmare. That's fucking fucked up. And every other word was fuck, shit, or dude. As loud as I'm talking right now. You, I give you credit, you would never do that. As a matter of fact... You would be embarrassed if the people at your table were doing that. And you would probably even say, guys, can you not drop the F-bomb or talk so loud? So, and then they went on to do something that really pissed me off. They were talking about how bad it sucks to live in America and be in America and how they all wish they lived in Canada. Now, I know that there's not, there's some things in our country that aren't perfect and there's some things that need to be changed. I'm not here to argue that, but I am here to say, fuck you, don't let the, what is the saying? Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Um, I posted it on my personal Facebook page and everybody was like, then fuck them, get out. And I really think, you know, it's kind of funny because um, as, much pro as many problems as there are, there might be in the U.S., um, people are still flocking to get here. Nobody is flocking to get out and move to Canada. So it really kind of pissed me off. Here's my lesson. I'm not going to give you the lesson about don't be rude and pre or don't be rude and swear in public. I think anybody with a little bit of decorum knows not to do that. I hope Carson and his friends don't do that. If I asked him if they did, I'm sure he would lie and say they don't, even if they did. But the other thing was like, what would you have done? Would you have said anything? I was there with Susan. Susan's heard every swear word of the book and actually bothered her more than it bothered me. But if I'd been there with kids... If I'd been there with, um, I don't know, Allison when she was 15, or even Allison now, you know, as a young person who you just, you got to be respectful of other people, I think I would have said something. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to, there was two ways you could approach it. Guys, can you mind, do you mind, you know, lowering your voice and, and, and not swearing quite as much? Or you could go up to the table, you could, you know, squat down beside them and say, hey, I just want to ask you guys if you can do me a favor. You know, we're, in, we're having dinner over here, and you guys are swearing so loud. It really is distracting. Would you guys mind keeping it down a little bit? And I'm sure they probably would have said, oh, man, sure, yeah, we're sorry. Because I give them credit for being good guys. Uh, it was just a matter of, what do you say? Do you say anything? Here in Minnesota, 
probably not. But I'll bet you have a friend who probably would say something. Would you say anything? I'm going to put a little poll on the Facebook page for Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. We do have a Facebook page. And see whether you would say anything about that. It's really interesting whether you would and what you think you should and what, you know, I've spoken up a couple of times and with varying results. One time when Allison was probably, uh, it was in 2001. So in 2001, Allison would have been about 10, 9 or 10. Chase would have been about 8. And I took him to a baseball game. And behind me was like, fuck you, get the fuck out, stupid fucking ump, fuck you stupid motherfuckers, this is a bunch of shit. And I turned around and I said, hey, would you mind please not doing that? And he's like, oh man, I'm so sorry, yeah, sure, sure. And later in the game, a couple of innings later, he said, man, again, I just want to apologize, I'm so sorry. I said, no, it's okay, man, I appreciate it. So, but you never know what kind of results you're going to get. Here was just somebody who was carried away at a game, good person, probably not a lot different than you and me, got carried away, didn't have kids around, so he didn't care. But at the same time, you know you're going to meet somebody who's like, what, are you disrespecting me? What, how dare you? You're disrespecting me? This is freedom of speech. I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say. Can you imagine? Ah, You might get that reaction. I don't think I would have gotten that reaction. So anyway, what would you have done? Go on my Facebook page, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything, and answer that, whether you would say anything. And now, we get to the worst concert KDWB ever promoted. Here we go. The station was founded in 1959, long before any of us were born, I'm guessing. Hey, if you're older and you remember 1959... God love you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. 1959, KWB is a legendary radio station. It's not changed formats basically in all those years. It's the same format that it used to be. Back when it was an AM station, then it switched to FM. And in 1994, we were going to have our 35th anniversary concert. The lineup of this concert was pretty impressive. The Bee Gees. Now, you've heard of the Bee Gees. They haven't done anything for years, and I honestly think two of them are passed away. But the Bee Gees were all alive and younger and healthy back then. We were going to have the Bee Gees at the KDWB 35th anniversary concert at Target Center. Not just the Bee Gees, but Luther Vandross, who was a giant, huge singer back in the day. And we were going to have a contemporary act called Tony, Tony, Tony. You might remember Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, I can't think of their song off the top of my head. They had a couple of, you know, like mid-chart, decent hit songs. So we're pretty excited about this. The Bee Gees, Luther Vandross, and Tony, Tony, Tony. And there might have been another act that I can't remember, but those were the big three. We announced this, and we said, this is going to be huge. We were broadcasting from the State Fair at the time, so this was exactly like 26 years ago. Broadcasting from the State Fair, and Pat, who used to be on our show, um, uh, he used to do kind of funny stunts. He was going to live in a pig's cage with a pig until we sold the concert out. So let's say we announced this concert at 9 o'clock on a Thursday morning. He was going to live in that pig's cage with the pig nonstop until we sold 18,000 tickets for this 35th anniversary concert. We sold about 40 tickets, and that was it. 
I don't remember the time frame for selling 40 tickets. It might have been by the end of day two, we had only sold 40 tickets. Nobody wanted to go. We finally had to cancel the concert. And it was embarrassing. And it was kind of humiliating, very humbling to realize, wow, nobody wants to see this lineup. They're all pretty cool. I mean, the Bee Gees were already legendary by that time. And Luther Vandross was kind of legendary too. And Tony, 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 that would have been cool. They were still relevant at the time. Nobody bought tickets. So after Pat had spent a night, maybe at the most two nights, in the pig pen, in the pig barn at the state fair, we canceled the show. And we all looked at each other like, wow, how could that bomb so massively? And just as importantly, how could we not see that that would bomb so massively? We really thought that people would crawl over each other to get to that concert. Hey, we were wrong. Looking back, you know, through the lens of time, it kind of, you kind of get it. There are three such diverse acts that the people who would have loved Tony, Tony, Tony didn't care maybe about the Bee Gees and the people who cared about the Bee Gees maybe did not care about Luther Vandross. And you could say the same thing about people who loved Luther Vandross probably didn't care about the Bee Gees. It didn't work. Nobody wanted to go. We sold 40 tickets. The worst promotion concert we've ever done. Let me tell you, KWB gets a lot of things right, but just like any company or person or business that tries to do a different things, once in a while, you're going to strike out. There are several times that KDWB has struck out, and there's several times in my life that I've struck out, and I'm going to guess that in your life too, there are several things that have, you have struck out. Um, I'll give you one of mine. 10, 15 years ago, I had a brilliant idea for a website called What's It Like? What'sItLike.com. Is that what it was? No, not What's It Like? Hold on. It was NumberOneRule.com. That's what it was, the NumberOneRule.com. What's It Like? was a book that I was working on and never finished. That's another story. Um, uh, but NumberOneRule.com was a website that I had this brilliant idea where I was going to have people send in their number one rule. What's the number one rule for being a mother? What's the number one rule for playing golf? What's the number one rule for being a great student? What's the number one rule for staying healthy? And have people submit these and then have them give their qualifiers. So for example, it would say the number one rule for playing golf is blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, signed Ellie Smith, professional golfer. And uh, I posted it up there. I paid somebody a lot of money, like a couple of thousand dollars to build the website. And it was totally functional, a little bit clunky. And it was ugly as shit. It was mauve and tan and gray. It was really fucking ugly. But that didn't really matter. It was just a bad idea. Nobody cared. Nobody wanted to do it. And I got a few submissions. The idea was people would submit their number one rule. Like if you are an artist or if you are a small business owner or if you manage a restaurant, what's the number one rule? I would look at it, click approve, and it would go live on the website. I thought, man, this is going to be really cool. Nobody cared. I got a few posts here and there. I, I didn't know how to market it. I think I talked about it on the radio, but you know, you have to have marketing for people to find your website and for people to care. And it, after a few months, nobody cared. So I gave up. But the good news is I tried and I will pass that message along to you. Hey, don't worry about making a lot of mistakes as long as you're trying to do something, right? I mean, let's say you want to become like, I don't know, a great baker. Well, you're going to make a few 
there's going to be a few fallen cakes in your baking adventures. There are going to be a few burned biscuits in your baking adventure. That's okay. That only means that you're trying a lot of different things. So uh, if I can get, like I always try to, anything out of that, it is go ahead and make your mistakes. Go ahead and take a chance. Go ahead and throw it to the wall and see what sticks because that's the only way you're going to find that success. You know, if you apply for 10 different jobs and you don't get any of them, you could go, oh man, that sucks. I'm never going to get a job and give up. But that means you, there's 10 experiences that you learned maybe what didn't work or the place that was the wrong place to apply. Um, so I think you get my meaning. As long as you're trying it, go ahead. Don't worry about your mistakes. Don't worry about your failures because anybody who's successful has had a couple of bombs here and there like KDWB's 35th anniversary concert, which nobody remembers except maybe the 40 people that had to get those refunds. Oh, and Pat, who had to live with a pig at the state fair for a couple of years. Hey, really, that's all I got. I'm not going to meander on for much longer. I will say I'm going to put that thing up on the uh, Facebook page, a little poll to ask you what you would have done. Check that out. The book is still available. There's like, I don't know how many copies are left now, but we haven't gotten any word that they sold out. So you can order it from itaskabooks.com. We've sold about 5,000 copies. I'm really happy with that. The Kindle version will be available forever. And uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you know somebody who might like the podcast or, you know, has been listening to KDWB for a long time or my show for a long time, have them listen. That's one of the biggest ways we can grow the podcast. So thank you so much. Recommend it, review it, go online and scroll down to, you know, leave us a couple of stars and a little rating. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Right now, I'm going to put the microphone down. I'm going to go spend some time with little Ava and get back to work another time. Okay. Thanks for listening to take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. <laughs>